Hello, and welcome to Quirk and Circumstance, a podcast about living a creative and fulfilling life outside the box. Even if you spend most of your time in a cubicle or within the boundaries of a role like parent or professional or something else. I'm your host, Kat, and for this episode, we reconnected with my friend Nikki, who embarked on a two-week challenge with me, only to find that we both wanted to give it another two weeks to see if this creativity hack was really worth the time and energy it took to complete it every morning. So here it is, the two-week follow-up after the original two-week challenge about pouring your brains onto the page with Morning Pages, a free writing activity designed by Julia Cameron, creativity expert. Enjoy. Thanks so much for joining me today, my friend. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) (laughs) We are talking today about morning pages, and I'm going to just quickly recap what morning pages are. Do it. Um, so that people know what we're talking about in case they missed part one. But for anyone who did miss part one, I do encourage you to go back and listen to that episode about morning pages because it's a good one and you'll get to hear a little bit of the evolution of um, of our process with morning pages. But anyway, what it is, is there's a book called The Artist's Way and it's all about how to enhance creativity in your life. It's written by Julia Cameron and I'll put a link to it in the show notes on the website quirkandcircumstance.com. The idea behind morning pages is that every morning when you wake up, when your mind is kind of in a, you know, sort of a fuzzy, just waking up sort of a state, that you sit down and you free write three pages worth of just stuff. So you kind of pour your brain out onto the pages. And in doing that, you get rid of some of the mental chatter that's there. You pull up some of the things that maybe are there that you didn't know were there to consider and think about. Um, And it, it opens you up to more creative inspiration throughout the day. So that's the idea behind it. So my friend Nikki and I decided to try it out for a couple of weeks, um, and then we decided to go on for another couple of weeks. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So, Nikki, I I want to – I wonder if you can just review what was hard for you, like, the last time we talked. So just do a little bit of, like, what what was hard and – and how you were feeling about morning pages a couple of weeks ago. Okay. So I hated them because <laughs> they were taking too long because, number one, I got a book that was too big. Uh-huh. And so my pages were taking me forever in a day. And then secondly, I was doing morning pages prior to meditation because mm-hmm. I thought that was the rule, like just <laughs> pour your brains out the second you wake up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so I was finding it difficult because my mind really wasn't that busy yet. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, it was harder to settle into meditation because I was, I then activated everything by trying to write on my giant pages. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a smaller book, Hallelujah, <laughs> similar in size to yours, like a quarter of a regular piece of paper. Like three, or like three, like three quarters of a, like composition size book. Okay, mine's smaller than that. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I really, I really, I went like way smaller. Okay. Well, you know what? Whatever's realistic for you. Three pages is three pages. It's true. Yeah. So that's what was difficult was just, it took too long and I didn't like 
how it was kind of interrupting my morning routine. But I did obviously see value in it because we continued. Yeah, well, after we had our conversation talking about kind of pros and cons, and I feel like we did some troubleshooting with each other because I was having Mm -hmm. a similar issue too. I was like, if I write morning pages first and then try to meditate, my brain is now going. Like, it's thinking about all of this stuff. And so Mm -hmm. I think we decided together, like, oh, it seems to make more sense to flip it, like do your meditation and then your morning pages. So in that conversation, um, we decided to go on for another couple of weeks and then to touch base again. So how's it been for you the last two weeks? It has been awesome. And I can't wait to hear about how it's been for you. Um, but, yeah, it works so well right after I meditate, sitting down and just writing three pages while drinking coffee. It's, like, seamless mm-hmm. and easy. It feels easy. I love that. It went yeah. from feeling really difficult and annoying and hard to feeling easy. Yeah, and I think our conversation prior to this really helped with that. Um, I didn't think I really understood that it was supposed to just be whatever and mm-hmm. that you never are going to read it again. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like something you want to go and visit again. It's just literally getting the garbage or getting whatever is floating around in your mind out. And sometimes it's like really boring, like, oh my gosh, I could burn this book when I'm done because I don't want ever, anyone to even know the contents of my mind. <laughs> and then other times, like, more inspired things have come out um, and, or, like, the urge to write a poem or, you know, a to-do list. It's just, like, very varied. There's no, like, rules around what I write. So, yeah. But how was yours? How did you like it? Yeah, I... um I did feel similar in that I needed to have coffee with my mm-hmm. morning pages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there had to be coffee. And and I would get into like this zone with it. Like I would just I'd be writing and have a sip of coffee and it was just so quiet in the apartment and I felt gratitude. Like I just was like, mm-hmm. Wow, what a special, like precious moment it is that I'm having right now. Mm-hmm. You know, where I'm just kinda like flowing and putting stuff on the page and it was usually when the when the writing was happening not in the like I don't know what am I going to write now moment then right. I still have tons of those and I'm like I got nothing you know yeah yeah yeah. yeah, um, yeah so that's fine but in the moments where it was just kind of going it was kind of cool and like you I had times that were like oh you know here's some things that I should really get to um, I did it just came up a few times where I was like and who are the next people to have on my podcast? You know, and, <laughs> and these are conversations I've already had with people. Like I've already got the next two or three like challenges lined up, and the next two or three people lined up. We haven't set dates yet, but I have a plan. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's just you know I think it's probably just my excitement and not anxiety, nervous anxiety, but like my like I'm, I'm anxious to like keep going. You know. And to, yeah. like, do, do the next one and to have a bank of podcasts that I'm excited about, right? So, like, so that came up a few days in a row where it was, like, first I'm going to talk to this person and get their episode, and that should be good. Should I do it one part or two? And then I'm going to talk to this person, and that's going to be this topic. And I just, you know, I was just, like, go through it mm-hmm. again and again and again. Yeah, and you're, like, okay, great. Right. Like, clearly that's what my mind's thinking about right now, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it's fine. But, right. 
I um, I like that it took the pressure off of those things. You know, another thing that happened too that I thought was kind of cool was um, yesterday I had like an all day work retreat with my whole team, and you know everybody, you know your work team is so much like your family in a way where you're like. I love you. We do a lot of work together. We work, you know, well together a lot of the times. And then we have our moments, our special, special moments where, like, mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm rubbing you the wrong way or you're rubbing me the wrong way. And, you know, that's how it is. Or, you know, somebody snaps at somebody and then later is like, sorry about that. I just was stressed or whatever, right? So, like, mm-hmm. that's at least how it is with my work team. You know, most, for the most part, we all work really well together. But, you know, we all have our different personalities. And so doing the morning pages in the morning, knowing that we were going to have a whole day planning retreat where all of us were together thinking about work and talking about work and making plans for work and all that, the morning pages allowed me to, like, focus on the anxiety that I was feeling beforehand. Like, wow, what am I nervous about? Or what are my, you know, what are my um, my worries? Or what are my triggers that I think could come up? And can I respond to some of those triggers now so that I don't walk in the room with them, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was like, I really don't like when so-and-so, you know, says something in a certain tone of voice. And it was like, okay, but can we remember that that's really about her and that's not really about you? And blah, 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 blah. You know, oh, so that's nice. You could kind of process sort of things that may have been a conflict later because it was like just still floating around in your mind. Yeah. Right? And it's like, without the morning pages, I don't think I would have even given much thought to what am I nervous about going into it. Mm -hmm. You know? And I think for me, I've always kind of been a person that processes externally. Like, you and I have had a thousand conversations that are like, hey, this thing happened. And in the conversation, you know, we get to the place of like, well, what's the healthy thing to do in response to that fear that you only had half-formed in the beginning of the conversation? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and so I think the morning pages serve that same kind of purpose. If, yeah. if I'm willing to go there, you know, it's like, oh, here's this half-formed fear that I'm barely aware of. Talk right. it through. Talk it all the way through to the end result, which is here's how you're going to soothe yourself and not react. Did it work? It totally did. We had a fabulous work retreat. I actually mm-hmm. didn't feel triggered at any point. Um, I didn't feel like anything. Like, I just, I felt a lot of gratitude for the team. I felt a lot of gratitude for the um, the opportunity to spend that time together because so often we're moving quickly and, you know, we're all kind of ships passing in the night and then collaborating here and there. But, you know, we're just, we're all, all on the go doing different things and then overlapping here and there. So, yeah, so I actually felt just a lot of gratitude to have quality time together. Nice. How lovely yeah, right? is that? Um, I also had a bit of a revelation through my morning pages. Tell me. Um, so I was able to see how much I was focusing on the future and mm-hmm. potential things that I could do. So mm-hmm. I'm in this place in my life where I have room for more and I want to do something in addition to teaching yoga, um, some kind of business venture. Mm-hmm. And so every single thing that would come up, I would be like, should I do it? So it's like my friend um, has a retreat center, and she's like, people want to do weddings here. And I'm like, should I be wedding coordinator? You know, like, <laughs> like should I do that? And anything that was said, I'm like, should I do that? 
And so um, in the morning pages, it came out like all of these things and they were taking up so much mental real estate that mm-hmm. I wasn't really being present to what is happening. You know, I just kept spinning off into the future. And mm-hmm. so it made me realize, like, I want to hit a pause button. I don't want to not have aspirations, but I just want to, like, pause and do what I'm doing now, you know, mm-hmm. raise my kids, write my morning pages, meditate, um, teach the classes that I can to, and take, keep getting better at that and then see what unfolds as I'm doing this. Because I yeah. think it it is usually a little more natural than just a jarring I'm going to change my career. I mean, in my case, anyway. Yeah. So that was kind of, I was able to see more clearly what types of thoughts were floating through all the time. Mm-hmm. And then identify it and then make a shift. And it has been so nice. It has been, like, the amount of external pressure I felt before, like, oh, my gosh, I need to be doing something, something different, something different. It was just, it was awful. And then now it's like, oh, space. I have so much space around me to do whatever I want, you know? so lovely. I have this image of you, like, dipping into a pool and doing, like, a frog stroke. Oh, if I could do that, I totally would. <laughs> With, like, a slow and steady, like, a little, like, oh, I'm in the pool now. You know, it's like just having, like, this, like, this, the relief, I guess, is what I'm, is what I'm imagining, right? So yeah, yeah, Because I'm hearing you talk, like, the relief of, like, oh, I don't have to do anything. Like, where I'm at right now is right where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And when there's a decision about making a shift, I'll feel it. Like, I'll know what's right. It's not going to come from a place of being on a hamster wheel of anxiety or pressure. Right, yes. Hamster wheel. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't even know. I didn't know I was on it. Yeah. Yeah. But I felt really stressed. So, anyway, sorry. Continue. No, no, no. No, I was going to say, I just, I, it sounds like what the pages did was it, it helped you also to like recognize that that wheel was happening as you were processing it. You know, recognize that you were there and then go, well, that's not where I want to be. That's not what I want to be doing. Yeah. Totally. So that's so simple. It is. It's not even like that complicated. <laughs> um, and then one other thing, and I got this actually. So I just attended my son's fifth grade back to school night, mm-hmm. and the teacher, she says she does all this research on like what's good for kids, and you know she's she's telling us she does research. She reads blogs. She just keeps up on all the updated stuff. And she has her kids write every morning um, as soon as they get into class. They have, like, a, a writing exercise. And it's similar to the morning pages where mm-hmm. they write about whatever, like, there's no rule. Mm-hmm. Her thing is that if you write every day, and, switch, and I think this is the same thing Julia Cameron's probably saying, but if you write every day, then writing isn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. because you do it. And so when it's time to write a big paper or whatever, it's it's already something that's flowing and coming naturally to them versus trying to all of a sudden write. Yeah. And I was, you know, if I can, I see the value myself. I'm an aspiring writer. So it's like, yeah, being in the practice and writing every day, writing is less intimidating. 
and also like I, I feel like your your own unique writer's voice comes through the pages as well, like the cadence and the way that you tend to write is going to come out even if it's a to-do list. So I'm a big fan. I'm so happy we continued it because I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going too. I have one more thought about something that you just said too around around writing. And you know, one of the things that she says in the book is mm-hmm. that any art that we create, if it comes from a you know, like an intellectual place, like here's what the market really wants or here's what's popular today or like here's how I can write a quirky listicle that like everybody's going to like. You know, if it, if it comes from that place, then it makes the the work of art feel less true, less authentic and resonate much less for, for mm-hmm. other people, right? Mm-hmm. But like if we create it from a place of whatever our authentic voice is or our own experience, our own feelings, like if we can create it from there, then it's going to feel like a truer piece of art for someone else or a creative work for someone else. And Mm -hmm. I think that the pages really do a lot to help us know ourselves in the present moment. You know, like yesterday's morning pages helped me to know myself for yesterday, but today's morning pages helped me to know myself better for today, you know, because I'm a different person today than I was a week ago or two weeks ago or, you know. Yeah. Or whatever. And so it's like, yeah. So it's like if, if I'm doing the practice today and then I have a clearer sense of where I'm at, I have a clear, I've taken my temperature for the day mm-hmm. and some of that stuff is processed. It's not in the way. And so I can be more authentic in whatever it is that I'm doing. Oh my God. I love it. I love it. I love everything about that. Creating Good, right? from a place of something that you want versus something you think the market is going to want. Yeah. Yeah. Yas, queen. Nah. <laughs> um, okay, well, so as far as the song that is giving you life, I I have one for this week, and so I'm going to... Um, yeah, take it away. I'm going to cut to that mm-hmm. from our conversation from earlier, and that's that. So I guess I'm just going to say thank you again for going on this morning pages journey with me, and um, I'm excited to hear how it how it continues to work for you over time. Oh, yeah. And you know you will. <laughs> Thanks, my friend. Well, listen, have a good day. Okay, love you. Love you, too. Bye. Rather than having our traditional closing segment with Nikki, in which the guest describes and introduces a song that is giving her life right now, I thought I'd share with you this funny behind-the-scenes conversation about the segment, in which... Nikki talks a little bit about the last time we'd done the segment and then I describe a song that I'm loving right now and why. It gets a little silly, but maybe you'll laugh along with us. Yeah. Oh, and you know what's funny is the song, the Pocket Full of Shells, you played a version I've never heard before. I listened to the first podcast. I was like, what is this? It's like, it was like more of like an, like a upbeat sort of poppy one. Oh, I really like it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that what one. is this one? This isn't the same. But it's the same guy, right? It's same guy, same guy, same song. Just mm-hmm. a little bit different, you know, acoustic. I got a pocket full of shells. And not much. Of yeah, I'm trying to imagine this in your, yeah, I'm trying to imagine this in your um, yoga class. Yeah, yeah, that one's a little more but that's intense. not the version, yeah. Not the version. Huh. It's still good, though. 
And I would drive around with it and be like, it's, it's been so long since I've seen you. And I've been so gone, been out of my And we'll say Galilee, we'll say Reverie, dance for the broken. Yeah, you can pick a song because I don't have anything on top of my head right now. Okay. Let me just look at my list here. Yeah. And, um... <laughs> it's going to be a RuPaul song. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> it's called Call Me Mother. Call Me Mother. RuPaul songs. This song mm-hmm. is kind of amazing. Like, it sort of gets stuck in your head. So we'll talk a little bit more about it. But, you know, okay. no, we'll just talk about it now and then I'll splice it in later. So, um, so, so, so this song is like, it, like you listen to it and you feel like you're like walking down a runway. Like, wow, she about to get this trap. Titty so pitiful, fish queen, Jezebel should be criminal. Don't fix it. Like you feel, you're just like, oh yeah, like I'm a mom. Like, stop, stop, stop. You know, like it's like, oh, okay. And then there's this one part where he goes, na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na. And the whole thing is like a mixture of like words and funny sounds. And and then there's a part where he's like, and call me mother. Me, me, me. Mother, mother, mother. You know, and it's he's like, oh, you have to like shake it and like, oh yeah, mother. You know, like it's just it's it's good. It brings me a lot of joy. Clearly. Oh, I'm excited to hear it because I feel like I could introduce it to my kids. <laughs> yeah, and then you can sing it to them because you're their mother. Mother. Well, I hope you enjoyed this follow-up episode with my buddy Nikki of wildmeditations.com. If you have a second, please leave us a rating or review on iTunes. Also, our intro and outro music are provided by the Tartu Pop and Rock Institute. Nikki's song that is giving her life was Pocket Full of Shells by Matt McHugh. And the remix version that I played here and on the last episode is called the Yum Yum Remix version of that. So Pocket Full of Shells by Matt McHugh. And it was the Yum Yum Remix. Thank you again for joining us. Any more information you need about the show, it's at quirkandcircumstance.com. 